Bonfire Babble. Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And this is... Hi, I'm Conowin. Yay! <laughs> and we are at Conowin's Corner. Bow, bow. Let's be back. <laughs> For Taurus season. Yes. Holy oh my smokes. Gosh. Really? I know. What? I know. Oh. <laughs> I wrote down Taurus season in the da, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Almost the end of April. Oh my gosh, I thought of you actually, Conowin, because I on TikTok I've been doing, um, you know, those filters where it, like cycles through random characters from shows and stuff. Yeah, yes. I've been doing those, but for my big three, it's oh, so I love. funny. Like I, my target audience is me, and I think I'm hilarious. And it's I'm sure you are. So funny. oh my god, I can relate. <laughs> or, I, I may have to steal that and go on and, and do that. I know that it was an original idea, so. Please. Okay. I have not been on TikTok or anything for weeks. Oh, stitch you. Oh, dear. Here we go. Stitcher. That sounds. That's hilarious, though. I love that idea. That's. I love what people do with those like flashing character images and like the stories they create. It's hysterical. So doing it for your top three. Brilliant. That's great. That is really brilliant, Corey. Yeah. Well, hi, you. Hi, mom. How's mom life? Mom life is good. It's been a little bit. I, I, I'm wondering how everyone is feeling. You two, especially. Um, we had, of course, the Jupiter Neptune conjunction on the 12th. And I'll tell you, I had an overwhelming week. Like, Did you? <laughs> like surprises and just like, like literally my cousin had a surprise wedding. Who does that? Oh, dear. <laughs> surprise wedding. Like, you know, celebrities and like, do that. They invite you over for a party and say, oh, by the way, we're getting married. I know, yeah. I mean, she does know Daniel Radcliffe personally, so maybe she's a celebrity. Like, <laughs> oh my god, right? You know? <laughs> but like, you know, it's just so funny. And I had like all these random things happen and surprises and and work drama. Oh my gosh! So I don't know if any of you oh. out there over the last two weeks have been feeling like the world is just sort of exploding in drama and overwhelmingness. But I certainly have. So I yeah, I literally hi. <laughs> was talking to my therapist about that this so, week. You know, it's kind of an intense charge time right now, but luckily, like, at least things on my front are still really good, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying having my little Aquarius at home, so um, it's been wonderful, but I'm looking forward to Taurus season. Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) it's awesome, right, Corey? Like, (laughs) you know. I know. No bias there. No bias. No bias. All no. bias. Everybody sucks. <laughs> but I'm so excited to be talking about Taurus season because, of course, we've had quite an entertaining airy season. I kind of feel like we're Oof. in, I don't want to say a calm before the storm because oh it doesn't really feel calm. And I, I feel like we've say, weathered a lot not. of storms. So yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, we're, we're just sort of, we're just sort of treading water, living it, like doing the thing. And sometimes we get like a helpful wave and sometimes we get pulled under a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're going to navigate best we can through this season i've got some of course tips and tricks and things to like talk about um and hopefully ways to apply this to your magic so if you are feeling like you know the weather has been especially bad lately that you can 
weather through it with all of us and and keep uh, positive and you know oh yeah like it. surprise snow in uh, seattle yeah what like <laughs> what is going on with that so what the heck i need to know seattle's chart that's probably where jupiter and neptune yeah. are right now like surprise snow <laughs> you know? snow on you yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck <laughs> since none of you know how to drive in it uh, okay. there's no infrastructure yeah. i don't have yeah, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> exactly. Well, I'm ready to jump right in if you, you guys want to talk. Go for season. it. Let's, Let's go. It. Although, of course, I'm going to preface this because we've had these crazy full moons like happening. So we're just going to touch on the full moon in Libra that um, we're that currently having. We are recording on yes. the full moon in Libra and you will all hear no this. No wonder today is so fucking bonkers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it had, Corey has had an especially bonkers day I had day to today. reschedule okay. the plans for this day four times yikes partly due to my own fault but also partly due to the universe yep 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 yeah that's just excessive like ridiculous too many i'm so sorry okay (laughs) come on libra bring in the harmony okay bring in the balance pendulum (laughs) swinging trying to find balance yeah yeah (laughs) yeah always the quest for balance never the success (laughs) sorry libras oh libras my wife's a libra yeah And we love her. I know. Yes, we do. Yes. So if you've been feeling like, I mean, again, like Corey, I think you said it perfectly. That's why things are a little bonkers at the moment. This preface up to Taurus season. What's interesting is like Libra is another Venus ruled sign, right? Libra and Taurus are the two signs ruled by Venus. So we have this full moon in Libra, a full moon energy kicking off this Taurus season. So a lot of Venetian energy. Um, Although I do feel like <laughs> with all the planets in Pisces at the moment, it's kind of more that like under the weather, like under the water feeling mm. of Pisces where we're getting tossed around in the ocean, as I said earlier, um, that kind of feeling versus the, oh, look, we've won the spoils of war. And now we're just lavishing on our and basking on our joys of, of Venus. So we got to weather through the Pisces a little bit, <laughs> you guys. But luckily, Venus is going to be in Pisces uh, for a little bit, which is actually her favorite sign. So as we start off tourist season... Um, I'm going to just go into Taurus a little bit and then we'll talk a little bit more about Venus. But Taurus is an earth sign. It's a fixed sign. So you think fixed, stable earth, right? That's solid foundation place to put your feet on. It's the middle of the spring season. So there's a growth and a connection to earth or for our Southern Hemisphere folks, of course, it's the middle of their fall season. What the point is, is it's in this mid- in the middle of this really beautiful time where we can see the changes in the earth, like growing and manifesting, or in some cases, turning to the next season. And uh, Taurus doesn't really want to move, uh, especially move fast. <laughs> they want to take their time, enjoy, lavish in that beauty. As I said, they're a Venus ruled sign. Venus is all about what we love and what we attract. And so Taurus is, I think, especially fantastic at just like basking in that goodness of of just like, you know, pure self-love and just like uh, hanging out in in all the things that just make you feel warm and yummy and fuzzy inside. Mm. And Taurus is an extremely hardworking sign when they want to get something done, but they want to be methodical. They want to take their time. It's about like toiling away in the soil and like growing, right? Growing things and seeing that hard work pay off. And they're willing to wait and to take that time in order to do that. So as I mentioned, they don't like change. Um, They can be incredibly stubborn like think about pushing a cow over like it's not going to be easy <laughs> and don't, don't mess with do the that cow either no yeah, cow don't try people no 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 we're witches we respect the earth right like come on now <laughs> so and if but, those like, of I love- you who are hearing that for the first time if you don't know what cow tipping is it's horrible for cows and yes 
farm it's kids real. used to go out and do it for fun. So don't do it. It's not funny. Also, okay. especially don't try by yourself because cows are bigger than you. <laughs> and you don't piss off the bull, right? No. Like, I mean, Tauruses, no, right? You you push mm. a Taurus too far, you're going to wish you'd never been born because they will bite your head off. I've been to, well, I've been to enough rodeos to know what happens when a bull is mad. So, yeah, oh. it's not a good not time. good. Like, Especially for the receiving end. So hey, well, there's your there's your reminder, everyone. Don't piss off your fellow Tauruses or your Taurus moons, of which we have two in the room today. Hello. I love yes. that you guys both have this moon. Yes, we do. Not at all stubborn. <laughs> Not at all no. stubborn in this house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the moon loves being in Taurus. We think about the moon is representative of our heart and our feelings. Oh. And, and when it's in Taurus, it's grounded, it's secure, it's safe, and it gets to just like be itself and just be like I'm just gonna sit here sipping on my wine and eating my chocolate and just enjoying like where I am at and I don't need to be anything for anyone I don't need to be anywhere I can just relax like the moon loves it here so I just think I love of, that for you guys I think of um <laughs> do you know in like the Bugs Bunny cartoons there was that bowl yes I just think like, of that big bull with the big long horns and the grumpy face but like sitting in like a little pond Yes. Mm. Like just exactly. casual. That's what I think of Taurus in in moon moon sign. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just like vibing, eating like vines. Just vibing. Exactly. <laughs> My sister talks about, cause she has a Taurus moon as well, and she just wow. talks about, like, I just think of this, like, happy little baby cow, like, prancing in the field. Like, it's so happy. <laughs> like, and just where it's meant to be, just chewing on the grass and, just you know. Just vibing. I think of Ferdinand. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Taurus season is a beautiful season. And for all you Tauruses, Taurus moons out there, happy birthday, happy moon day. (laughs) And you're having your lunar return, of course. um, And the sun will be on your moon, which will be very exciting. So as I mentioned, it is going to be ruled by Venus. So Venus is the name of the game this this whole season. So we kind of look at Venus and go, okay, where's Venus transiting? And we can get a better idea what the flavor of Taurus season will be. So as I said, it is in Pisces and Venus loves being in Pisces. Pisces is about like unconditional love and Venus is all about love. So she's there and she's just like swimming and she's so happy. Like she's just like throwing love and roses out to everyone. She's basking in it. She absolutely loves loves it. It's dreamy. It's gorgeous. But because we have so much energy in Pisces right now, it does kind of feel like, like, whoa, we're all in a washing machine of love together. And this is a little <laughs> bit like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so like, give wow. me come up for air. Right, because we've got Mars there, we've got Neptune there, we've got Jupiter there. A lot's happening. It's been overwhelming. So remember to breathe, folks. Like you know, get your air, get your get your grounding in. Taurus season is a wonderful time to really get your feet out in nature and ground yourself physically. Um, and and remember, like to to find that foundation so you can get through the waves. Right. Um, but Venus will be moving into Aries during this season, and that's going to happen a little bit into. Um, with season. So we get a nice front half of Pisces energy, second half of Aries energy. And Venus in Aries is a little less comfortable. She <laughs> prefers being in the opposite sign to Aries, which is Libra, which she rules. But in Aries, she's uh, she's more focused on the self and survival. And you can't really like bask in joy and love and like 
really appreciate the scenery around you when you're focused on surviving. Mm. So no, you really, can't. right? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think a lot of us can probably relate to right now. It's like, oh, have time for self-love. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to work and live here. Like it's, it's hard. And so it's going to feel probably a little bit like, okay, we just got out of this washing machine and now like, where are we at? Like we have to survive. We have to get through this. And so just remember like with Venus being there, it's really a time for us to remember to focus on ourself, meaning our body, our physical body. So doing things things like giving yourself like a bath or like going to get a massage or just any kind of rejuvenation to your physical body. Do what feels like physically feels good. Venus and Aries is all about that kind of appreciation, that kind of love. And when does that and happen? It's going to be at the end of April. Oh gosh. So it's right around Beltane. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's going to be right there. Actually, it looks like we get Beltane. Beltane we get Venus and Pisces, beautiful. Good. The next day it's going to be a little tough cuz Venus will be very end of Pisces and whenever we're at the end of a sign, especially the very end of like the zodiac, Pisces being the last sign, that's like the end of the end of the end of the light. So, it's a little like but the crisis feeling can kind of be there. So we kind of get to soak in that last joy on Beltane. There's a little bit of a uh, tension and then boom, we're in Aries. This The Venus starts her zodiacal, uh, zodiacal. Did you hear that? Zodiacal. I like that was both great. of them. I like them both. I, yeah, I, I totally <laughs> well, <thank> do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how other astrologers might feel about that first one, but you know, here we are. It's good. We're, we're chill. So zodiacal wheel, she'll start that whole season again. And again, this is like that May period of Taurus season. It's just a great time to remember physically grounding and thinking about your body, bringing love to it, bringing attention to it. Um, I actually heard an astrologer the other day, and I, I should know his name, but he was talking about how with the moon cycle, you can pay attention to like the the different um, zodiac signs all rule parts of our body. So like Aries yeah. rules the head, right? Leo rules the heart. And so on the different moons, he draws attention to those areas of the body. So say it's a Sagittarius moon, right? And <laughs> hey girl, yes, Detta, <laughs> Sag in the house. And so Sag rules the calves. So he was talking about like on a Sagittarius moon, like giving yourself a calf massage or like, you know, stretching out down there and making sure you're like drawing attention to that area of the body and really becoming attuned to yourself. So if that's something that resonates with you, I'd love to know if anybody is doing that because I think it's a really cool practice. But even mm. if it's just yoga or it's just breath work or you're out in, you know, in, in the dirt and you just want to breathe under a tree, sometimes that can be the most healing thing ever. Well, so really a cool time for that. Our Beltane episode is going to come out about the time that this comes out as well they're going to come out really close together and that's my cat everybody not yours don't worry about it and, <laughs> and we talk a lot about gardening love oh too. and love gardening we talk about the big s in the beltane lots of episode. sex in that episode yes. lots of sex. oh yeah you know that kind of self-love or love with a, another person if you have one so but self-love yeah. is just fine y'all if you know yeah. what i mean anyway mm-hmm. there you go Totally. No, I mean, that's that's right in line with Taurus season. How beautiful. Like, exactly. And, and that's why I think Beltane being during Taurus season mm-hmm. is so fantastic because it really, I think, just like meshes together with all of the feeling, the energy and, um, you know, like <laughs> I remember Anne Ortley was talking about this last year, but like how Taurus season's like plowing the fields and like how LOL. kind of sexual <laughs> that is. Like, right. You know, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> here yes, we are. So Taurus season. We were like D&D last night. Oh, I was a child. <laughs> a, there was That's just awesome. a million opportunities for jokes. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to be a 12 year old and we, it's going to be great. <laughs> 
feel like that's the only way to play D and D, though. That's true. That's true. That's true. I get inspiration sometimes. I get like my DM, who is my brother, will be like, "Take a point for that." I'm like, "I will." <laughs> We're nice. throwing you off your flow. Though. Sorry. Get back. Get back. No, you're so and good. Don't worry about it. This Conowin. is awesome. Back to Conwin and her funky flow. Like float. I said, there's a lot of Pisces in the air, so you know we're we're floating around and we're doing just fine. <laughs> I can keep up. We're good. Um, so really, really exciting is we have a we're we're entering eclipse season, folks. Woo! Here we are. Yeah, everybody, take a deep breath and ground yourself because. Oh, the world is going to start feeling things and we're going to start seeing it. Wait, oh, we've already been seeing it, yeah. haven't we? So just be prepared that a lot of world news is probably going to flash oh. up again, especially because we've had this conjunction. We're going to get more planets moving into Aries, especially Jupiter. Is That's it, not going to be quite this season. It's coming. Aren't the primaries coming um, But as coming we up? ramp up for that. What was that? I feel like aren't the primaries coming up soon? For our country? Yeah. yeah. Or something is so. coming in May or June? Got so much world stuff happening right uh, now yeah, i was thinking ukraine what are we thinking of having local ones sometimes we have i might local be thinking elections. of locals we might be having one yeah yeah absolutely which of course astrology is all things big and small yeah. so i mean it's going to affect us on a global level but also on a personal level also on a community level a family level however yeah. you know <laughs> we, we'll see it manifest in multiple ways so yeah. it's good to keep an eye out for it and with eclipses the timing can be very intense i think we've talked a bit about eclipse magic on this i, mean, I know you guys have of yeah. course but my sort of view on working with the eclipses especially you know when it comes to the moons and working with astrology is just a sort of be careful what you wish for attitude where if you're gonna wish for something if you're gonna try to manifest something like really make sure it's what you want because it's pretty extreme <laughs> like you know so I like I like getting rid of things during eclipses especially solar eclipses that banishment like get out of my life go away I never want to see you again just because that's a really punctual like you know <laughs> that's gonna get rid of something in its entirety you're never gonna see it again and that's that's mm. the kind of energy you want to so make sure you want it gone exactly yeah. yes love it yeah gone gone good so I know a lot um that solar eclipse in taurus i did a post about this about how eclipse magic always works really well for me and i understand that's not true for some people have mm -hmm. you always had it work well for you conowin i don't typically do magic on eclipses a lot just because if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna kind of do it safely and yeah. i, I kind of want my back door gemini moon like i need the other i need the oh, alternative wow. <laughs> just in cases yeah. you know so typically i won't do it the one time i did it was very successful and i was yeah. happy about that but it yeah. was like with a lot of intention i went in and i kept it very focused and yep I had success. So. One thing, only one thing during the eclipse stuff, like it's some full moons, I'll do a couple different spells and stuff. Eclipse season one. But yeah, I found it very lucky, but a lot of people, I guess, don't. So be huh. careful out there. Okay. And yeah. And, oh, and, and I hope that continues. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let it be. <laughs> but uh, so, so the solar eclipse we're having is going to be in Taurus and that's on April 30th and it's going to be at 128 p.m. Pacific time. So us on the Pacific Coast probably won't see it, obviously, other way, where in the world. I'm actually not sure where you're going to be able to see this total solar eclipse in the world, if it's actually a total solar eclipse or if it's partial. But either way, we're going to feel that energy April 30th. So that's right at Beltane, <laughs> you know. So lots of big shifts are happening, like once May kicks off, right? And so this one is going to be at 10 degrees Taurus. And this degree was actually really lit up last year. So if stuff from last year is coming up, like right now, or, or starts coming up, up. Like maybe it's unfinished business. Maybe it's just like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of that since last year. Maybe it's something that you 
dropped and need to pick back up again, or it's somebody that you got in contact with and, you know, they all of a sudden pop up. It just may be something from last year that's brought up again because Uranus has been hanging around in those like 10 to 15 degrees Taurus for a while, kind of blowing up our worlds in a little bit in a lot of different ways. So, um, and we may see some rep, like I'm thinking, uh, even like Afghanistan might even come back into the news because that was around that degree. And so we saw a lot of the Uranus retrograde happening at that 10 degrees Taurus. So now we're having a solar eclipse there. So this is bringing back a lot of things, sort of drudging up what's happening. And so, um, as we've talked about before, I'm just going to run through these quickly. You always want to make sure you know where your degree is. And then if you go look at your chart, you can find the degree of that transit where it's happening. And then whatever house it's in is the arena in which your life might be changed or altered or affected by the transit. May I clarify that with you? Yes, of course. Do you mean we go in and we look at our chart and we find where where 10 degrees is? Yes. We just look for 10 Taurus is? Yeah. So we want to find 10 degrees Taurus. That's going to be where it's happening. So that'll be like a that that's like the bullseye, right? Okay. And then if you look at all the different like if you have any planets at 10 degrees. Say you have a planet at say 10 degrees Gemini or 10 degrees Leo. It's going to feel that. Now it'll feel it in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on the position, it might be something like 10 degrees Capricorn is going to be another earth sign that's a trine. That's a harmonious like that could be really beneficial or easy flowing for you. Whereas if it's 10 degrees Leo, that's a square. And so that's going to feel more tense, more hard. If it's 10 degrees Scorpio, it's an opposition. So it's going to be like a direct hit and be like, oh, this is really hard. Like you may not know how to deal with it or it might come from nowhere. So okay. Uh, No matter where 10 degrees is in your chart, you're probably going to feel it. I also would take an orb. So this is like kind of the degrees around that. So I know we're getting kind of like (laughs) specific here. But for those of you out there like really into astrology, I think this is a cool way to use it. If you want to go. So yeah, I I, sure. Because you said that about the 27 degrees and I think I did it right last month. Nice. But I don't know for sure. I'm I'm just going to call and make an appointment with you now that you're back. (laughs) We're back. Yeah, let's do it. And like, and again, I mean, this is trial and error and like, you know, just getting to know your chart. I mean, the number one thing you can do is try to see if you can remember, especially like your sun and moon and your rising, like your top Mm -hmm. three. If you can memorize those degrees, like I know I'm a 21 degree, you know, Pisces here and I'm a five degree Leo here, right? Like that's, that's going to be something I remember. So if I hear, oh, there's a transit at five degrees, I know, okay, like I need to go look at that because that's going to touch my sun. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay, the way that, yeah, yeah that just I can did it. barely remember my big three. That's fair. So that's why I have you. I'm yeah. <laughs> Hello, yes. <laughs> and I would just go into a chart and like circle them. And that way you're like, okay, you know, I can just look and find, is it hitting it great? Or, you know, because that's going to wow. be where we feel it the most. Wow. And then like maybe runner up would be like a Mercury or a Venus, depending on what you're, Got it. what you're ruled by. But again, that goes a little bit deeper into astrology. Awesome. So um, yeah, so 10 degrees Taurus is really going to be that jackpot, like bullseye point. So if you have something at 10 degrees Taurus, you're definitely going to feel the solar eclipse. Um, I would also give a, or take, a few degrees on either side so a solar eclipse i probably take at least five degrees some some people take even like 10 or 15 um but you know you figure like five degrees taurus to 15 degrees taurus so five degrees on either side if you have anything in that range it's kind of going to feel like a bullseye and if you have any planets at that range which is a pretty big range you're going to feel it in some capacity but for me i find the easiest thing to work with just because that can start to get really complicated is you're looking at all your planets all your houses all the things it's 
is just find where that degree is in your chart and then look at the house because the house at least gives you that like direct hit place where it's going to be and that way you can work with that first and foremost. So 10 degrees Taurus for myself, just as an example, is going to be in my second house and my second house is going to rule my property, my self-esteem, my worth, the things that I own that I need for like survival. And so I look at this like a, a lot of people look at this as like the money house. This is a good opportunity if I have any habits around spending I want to get rid of that are not providing a foundation for me like that. That would be what I would do to work with the magic, right, is is try to banish some of those habits. That way I'm not doing them anymore and I can build a more solid foundation of financial stability. So there's an example. Um, and then I have, of course, I've done it for you too, too, because it's fun. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. It gives more houses out there. Thank so Dada, <laughs> of course, yeah. So Dada, yours is in your sixth house and it's very close to your moon, actually, your actual Taurus moon. So this is definitely going to hit you for sure, I think. And when I say hit, I don't want you to think it's a bad thing mm-hmm. either, right? It's just going to feel like, oh, something's happening, you know, at me, to me, with me. And it's an opportunity to work with that. In the sixth house, that's the house of your daily duties, your work. It's also the house of pets. It's the house of like everything within the home and like the things that you're working on. It's the house of health. So it's kind of like everything that you're going about and doing during your day and the domestic like parts of your life. And so if you want to get rid of something during that time, uh, maybe like you mentioned gardening, like that might be a time to like go out and weed. It could be that simple. But, you know, anything around that kind of um, arena is going to be something where the moon's really lighting it up. And your moon is really comfortable there, too. So there might be something on your heart already that's like, hey, I need to I need to tackle this or I need to work on this and follow that follow that call. And then for Corey, um, yours is going to be happening in your seventh house. So this one is actually a little bit further away from your moon. You may still feel it, but mm-hmm. it's it's really close to Dada's moon, whereas yours, it's got a little bit of space to it. So it might be not quite so like on your heart or your heart might not be like, you know, I need to go do this thing right now. <laughs> but it's <laughs> happening in your seventh house. So this is the house of partnerships. Now, partnerships can mean anything from romantic to business to whatever, but it's you and the other. So if there's a partnership or a agreement or a compromise or something with somebody else that's close to you. Again, it could be business or pleasure. It could be family, could be friends. Um, A lot of people look at this house as the house of marriage, but I think it honestly scopes far behind that, beyond that, just because it's really any kind of you and me relationship. So if there's something, say there's, I mean, if it's a solar eclipse, it may be a relationship that's like kaput, I'm done. It may be, we need to put these things aside in order to beneficially like help our relationship. And if we're thinking about Taurus too, really providing a good foundation for relationship is something that I would be putting, you know, into action. I need to um, if you were to do magic and that's all. <clears throat> what was that? <laughs> I need to file some paperwork. That's all. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> that's a good go. thing to do it. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, I think, and uh, oftentimes I, I feel like, especially leading into full moons and eclipses and things, we can already start to feel that kind of pull happening, mm. a magnetic, like, oh, this is something I need to tackle or something mm-hmm. I want to try or something I want to do. The eclipses certainly, I think, sort of almost lend themselves to that because I don't know about you guys, but during eclipse season for me, I tend to have these really like big idea downloads and they can be some of the most like incredible ideas where they start as just a seed and I kind of put it to the side. I'm like, oh, that was an interesting idea, but I keep note of it because eclipse season is very faded. The reason it's faded is because it's around the nodes, which we've talked about, are like the nodes of fate are our karma and it's like the past life and the next life and these are life decisions being made we also have saturn squaring the nodes at the moment so there's a lot of like choices that we're making 
around our discipline, around our work, around our ethics, like our morals that are going to shape our future. So when the eclipse season's happening, it's like every decision we're making or every idea we're making is sort of setting the path in the future. If you guys get ideas around this time, I always recommend like write them down, even if you think it's like the dumbest thing ever, because you never know. Some of my greatest business like partnerships, opportunities, ideas like have come out of eclipse seasons where it's just like, huh, that's interesting. I could do that someday. And then all of a sudden I'm doing it and like here we are years later, which is really cool. In fact, the astrology music idea I had was during an eclipse season, which is why uh, I've still got that like, <laughs> like simmering on the side right now, because I am I know that's a brilliant one that I'm going to go for. I'm right? ready Hello. to be I'm your so ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. We're getting yeah. in development. So anyway, so that's the solar eclipse. And then I did want to mention, so Pluto is going into retrograde from April 30th to October 9th. It's going to be retrograde on 28 degrees Capricorn. Pluto spends about half the year in retrograde typically mm -hmm. anyway. So this isn't going to feel like a big, like giant, oh my God. But when Pluto goes into retrograde because it's so far out and it moves so, so slowly, these changes that happen, probably honestly, like right about now is really when we're going to start to feel this buildup. It's a slow, gradual change. It's like a hum in the way background. We might see the ramifications, the effects of this much later, or we might be feeling just the intensity building and building and building. And again, April 30th, like that's a huge, that April 30th to May 3rd time period is a really, really big time. We had the same thing happen last year too, where a lot of stuff was just piling on around this time. So Pluto retrograde isn't going to feel like a direct hit. Although if you have any planets at 28 degrees Capricorn, you might feel it. It's typically a time where... You know, when Pluto's direct, we're, we're kind of more outwardly focused on like the power structures within our life. Whereas when Pluto goes retrograde, it's more like an internal recognition of our own power. And how can we build that up? How can we reflect and like work on the things that are disempowering us? You know, and that's half the year again. So it may, you may find that you, you're a little bit more reflective about that as time, as time goes on, especially with all the stuff happening in the world. And what's an interesting thing about Pluto retrograde is if you're born with Pluto retrograde, it can sometimes feel like the opposite. So for, I'm born with Pluto retrograde. And so when it goes into retrograde, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like I'm noticing all these outward power stru like structures and I'm like going out there in the world. So you may find the opposite. It's just kind of an interesting thing that personally I noticed, but you may not resonate with that. It's just whenever Pluto's moving, we know it's about power, whether it's lack of power or with power or authority and power. So just something to be aware of. I just realized I'm talking really, really fast. And I know that I've had like some feedback about people saying I talk too fast. I'm so sorry. My like Gemini moon just like goes. So I'm gonna try to slow down for the rest of this episode. Bring a little Taurus in here. Okay. I am so sorry. I never catch that. Yeah, sure. Take it. Take a deep breath. Kind of one of <laughs> right, I need here. to like, I need to embody the spirit of Taurus. Like I don't have a single Taurus thing in my chart, like by the way. Slow so down and chew on some grass with me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to try to slow it down. My, come chill in my moon pond. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I need some of that moon pod because the my moon pod is chaos. <laughs> it's a mess in there. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so speaking of like Mercury and the way we talk, Mercury retrograde is also happening. So <sighs> that's going to be, uh, we're going to start to feel the shadow of that on April 26th. Remember, the shadow is like the degrees in which it covers. So it's going to, it's going to enter that degrees in which the retrograde happens on April 26th. But the actual retrograde is from May 11th to June 4th. That's that kind of critical time. And it's going to go from 26 degrees Taurus to 4 degrees Gemini. So that kind of area, if you have any planets in there, you might feel a direct hit. I know I've got my Mars there, so I'm kind of waiting for something to happen with my energy where 
you know, I have to physically slow down. Hey, look at that. Here we are. <laughs> I'm already getting, you know, the first little inklings of this. You're so preparing. it's about slowing down. And remember, Mercury retrograde wants, like, it, it feels like we need to speed things up. We need to hurry. We need to go faster. But really, it's the time to reflect and to slow down. Read through those fine details and any contracts you're signing. And if you can put it off, I would do it because it's better to just do it under better circumstances. This is the time to back up your computers. It's going in Gemini. So that's... I bought, <laughs> I bought an external hard drive because of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank yeah. you. I'm so yeah, I backed same. it up before the last retro. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And oh, the last one was an Aquarius too. So when it goes through those air signs, that's communication. That's, you know, yeah. so like emails, things that you've written down, it's all the stuff that lives on your computer. And so <laughs> it's really important to have that. But it's also going to be transiting through Taurus. So you may see it more on like a level at home or like domestically or with money or finances. So get those things looked at and check and just keep an eye out for them, right? I mean, this is not a time to be nervous or afraid for. It's more about just being really diligent and thorough and not letting the world rush you. Take that cue from Taurus. Don't be rushed, right? Take your time. Chill in your moon pond. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I have two Taurus moons here, like happily, like, you know, <laughs> articulating all my points better than I can because... <laughs> I have you're, no you're articulating just <laughs> you're <doing> fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And that Mercury will finally be out of its shadow on June 18th. So in time for summer solstice, we'll be free of Mercury stuff. Okay. Thank goodness. That period of May 11th through June 4th, just to reiterate, is that Mercury retrograde. So just be ready for that. And then lastly, we have a lunar eclipse, right? Usually eclipses are going to happen around the same time because it's on the nodes. The lunar eclipse is happening in Scorpio on May 15th, and it's going to be at 9.14 p.m. Pacific time, and it's at 25 degrees Scorpio. So again, look for where is 25 degrees Scorpio in your chart to see where that is happening, wherever house that's in, that's kind of the arena of life. And 25 degrees Scorpio, I mean, we've had the, so lunar eclipse is a full moon, right? But it's an eclipse. We've had a lot of these full moons in this 25, 26, 27 degree area that we've talked about the last couple of episodes. Once again, we're having it here. And <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like I have a planet really close to this. So I'm a little bit, anytime I hear an eclipse in Scorpio, because Scorpio Scorpio is that kind of like darker planet. We love Scorpios, lots of power energy there, but you're ruled by Pluto, right? God of the underworld. So there's a little bit of a deeper, more intense transformational energy there. And my Pluto happens to sit there. Hello, Pluto and Scorpio generation. <laughs> so it's going to be in my eighth house of death and sex. Yes, they go together. <laughs> that sounds right. Oh my, that's dramatic. Right? So like that opens up a lot of ideas. Oh, also taxes. Taxes live in that house, which is kind of funny. Um, the house structure is really interesting. <laughs> so you got to take it like all the way back to Western astrology and like the Greeks, you know, they put all the things in the houses. But it actually does make sense when you read into it. I'm not going to get into the eighth house. That'd be a fun thing if we ever want to do that just to go deeper. But uh, and I will be teaching about that too. I should mention that at the end of this. So a little oh, sneak, sneak peek, sneak peek. So it's happening in my eighth house and Pluto. And to me, I'm like, okay, that's an eclipse that that, like I need to look at something that's disempowering me, whether it's a habit or a person or whatever, and and maybe work toward that. A lot of times, like with Pluto, I always kind of go into, okay, let's go into the shadow work. Let's do a little bit of that. So I'm kind of looking May 15th area, which is interesting because I have a few work things around there. So it's like I might, <laughs> I might come up against an authority figure where 
I need to establish my power. And like, what am I doing to disempower myself and maybe let go of something that's been holding on to me? Again, that's sort of like past trauma working with shadow work. That's that in the eighth house is where that lives. So if you've got that in your eighth house too, if you're not eighth house Pluto like me, what's up? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. It's good. It's just, it's intense in there. Whew. And so it gets dark and spooky. That's why my hair is so black. It's full of secrets. Okay. Uh Corey, yours is in your yes. second house. This is, we just kind of talked about the second house earlier, but this is going to be in your house of money, your foundational resources, the things that you need to survive. So it's like roof over your head and food and money, the things that like operate in this world. So that lunar eclipse, we think about it like a full moon energy is that illumination and then the eclipse energy, like what's going to be illuminated that maybe needs to go away or or be dealt with or is like a karmic thing that you want to work with that in that arena of you know again finances resources things around you that give you worth and value right mm. and then Deta, yours is going to be in your first house and it's very close to your neptune and your palace and your rising sign so yeah that's another direct hit for you <laughs> so okay. you know being in your first house that's the house of the body kind of what we talked about with like earlier with that whole aries energy like paying attention to your physical body something might be illuminated that you need to contend with or maybe you have an idea and you want to run with it and like hey this will make me feel better and i can move forward in a healthy direction rising sign is how we are perceived in the world what, what we come across with your neptune your palace are there so that's pretty cool considering palace is like a warrior energy right and so that might get like brought up for you and you might be like all right i'm ready to be like a freaking warrior and like go after the things i want right you know because it's scorpio so it's intense it's transformational I don't want you to be afraid by that. <laughs> you know, it can just be, you have a Scorpio rising naturally, so natally. So you're yeah. used to dealing with that day to day and it's probably just going to hit there and like bulk you up with power. So I hope you're both bulked up with lots of powerful juice and can get out there in the world and like kick some ass like you're already doing because you're amazing. Whoa. You both are amazing. And well, I'm wishing the best for you. you all out there too with this eclipse season because it can get intense. And Scorpio and Taurus, with the nodes being there, all my fixed sign people, so that's Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio, all you guys are feeling a little bit like this year is a big year. I know I certainly am. <laughs> but yeah. this is this is kind of a make it or break it year. If you have a lot of that energy too in your chart, you might be feeling it, even if that's not your sun sign. But those nodes being there, the fixed signs really don't want to move. They're fixed. They're stable. Why would you why would you change something that doesn't need to change? But we have to change in order to grow and evolve. And, and we're all kind of getting pushed in that direction. I know I certainly am. So um, I'm sending all the love and joy out to you guys. We're going to weather this through together. Let's get through eclipse season and emerge oh so powerful on the other side. I have a question for you. Yeah. So it's a general question. Mm -hmm. Recently, there was a like solar flare, magnetic flare situation that caused the northern lights to come down farther than normal. Which is pretty dope. <laughs> Are the northern lights a thing that astrologers think about or take into account or look at or anything? So I'm just curious. that's a great question. Because they're so pretty. They're so pretty. They are so pretty. And they're affected by big, weird cosmic nonsense. And I decided to ask. <laughs> so you have to figure astrology came about when, you know, we we didn't have telescopes. <laughs> like we sure. were just like watching, you know, everything in the sky. And then they mapped out the heavens and the movement of the stars they could see up to Saturn, right? Because they, they all thought they were, you know stars and beings out there. Um, and so Saturn was the furthest point we could see. You know, they based all of their 
predictions and you know ideas off of what they could physically see with their eyes. Obviously, as science has progressed, we've learned a lot more. And as mm. we've discovered planets and stars and solar systems, our astrology has gotten infinitely more complicated. So the mm. short answer <laughs> to your question is, I don't know. But I wouldn't okay. be surprised um, if they are probably taking, I mean, as you have to figure too, the sun sign in all of our charts is our soul. That's, that's our soul's journey in this lifetime. Some people don't resonate with that as much. We resonate with more with our other planets and that's, you know, totally natural in astrology. But especially if you resonate a lot with your sun sign, if there are things like solar flares happening, you know, a lot of the reason why we think that like astrology does actually work and affects us is because of gravity and the different like forces at play with um, what the planets are doing to our planet Earth and how they're communicating. We already know that planets emit sound waves. And so that's kind of also playing into what we're doing. I mean, it's crazy, like the amount of science that goes into this. It's actually an area that I really want to study more of just so I have a broader understanding of this. Um, but if solar flares are causing things to happen on Earth, that is the very nature of astrology, right? I mean, that's planets out there in the solar system causing things to happen and changes to happen on Earth. If they haven't brought that into astrology, which I'm sure they have somewhere, they should, <laughs> because <laughs> it's a real life change that we're feeling and seeing. And especially if you resonate with your sun sign, a solar flare is something happening to the sun that would affect us. If it's happening at a certain time or place and wherever the sun's position is, I wouldn't be surprised if we're feeling that on some level. So wherever the sun was when that was happening, I wonder, you know, those that were born with that sun placement around that time, the birthday around that time would maybe be feeling something. I don't I know. Think it was a I couple days ago, there, but it's a fascinating yeah. subject, and I like want to like talk about it forever. <laughs> but okay, I'm glad uh, you cool. brought it up. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Thanks, TikTok. Yeah, that's great. So is that it? That's Taurus season. <laughs> we end is on eclipse. It? <laughs> yeah, we kind of end on the eclipse, right? Is that <laughs> all, Conwen? I mean. I feel like there's not enough going on. Right. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I try to keep things to, there's obviously like a lot of planetary movement always happening. Mm -hmm. And um, I always welcome questions, of course. I've been trying to put out more uh, of the transits on my page as well, just in case people want to look I've been sharing them. Thank you very much. (laughs) I've noticed that. I really appreciate that. You guys are amazing. So thank you. But, you know, just to sort of give help and, and kind of bring ideas for magic in because there's always a lot going on. But it can also feel very overwhelming i know you know people that don't live eat sleep breathe this stuff like i do you know might just want like what's the overall vibe thank you very much i'm <laughs> gonna leave now <laughs> so you know and i don't blame you there because there's plenty else going on but if you find it helpful which you know i always try to aim to be helpful and positive and give and empowering to you guys that's what i want to give so the eclipse season is wow. no joke <laughs> it is not it is not at all it's so interesting to me for I'm going to talk personal for just a second about the April 30th thing as as well because I have an older pup and Mm -hmm. he's been having uh, he'll be 15 if he makes it on Mm -hmm. July 15th and he's just been having a lot of mobility issues but also this weird dementia in the middle of the night yeah he'll just get up and stand And like he does every once in a while, you'll look and he doesn't know where he is. And I talk to him for a couple moments and then he's like, oh, right, I'm Riley and (laughs) and I'm okay, and and you're Detta and I'm safe and I'll lay down and go to sleep again now. So I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. It's like... I'm, no, I'm not even going to compare it to having a baby because I, but, I, mean, I was also very love. lucky. Yeah, yeah, no, I get yeah. You. yeah. But but the first six week of my daughter's life, it, there was a lot of 
a lot less sleep than what I'm getting now. (laughs) And I've also been spoiled by my child. I will say that much. (laughs) Yeah, me too. See, the first one, here's, here's my theory, everybody. If you're planning on having children, in my opinion, my experience was the first child sleeping habits and stuff like that are perfect to lull you into having another one, which I never did. I I have stepdaughters who I consider my daughters, but I never had another biological, so I didn't have to go through that again. But yeah, because they're perfect. She she started sleeping through the night, 12 hours a night at six weeks. Yeah, Boom. that's kind of where we're at. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> see? Very lucky. I'm just, yeah, but I've, mm-hmm. I've thought about that. It's like, it's always the second one. It's always the second yeah. sibling that just throws everything. So I was a nightmare. <laughs> were you? Yeah. So was my sister. I was perfect. Not. <laughs> I, I was the baby, so I was the worst. <laughs> and a Sagittarius. Can you, all you, all you baby Sagittariuses with older siblings, shout out, shout out. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> well, so thank you so much, Connellan. Thank you for having me. As always, it's really my pleasure to be here, and I'm always happy to help. Oh, and I guess I should mention, if you guys don't yes. mind me, like plugging yes, myself please. for a second. I was going to remind you if you forgot. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I am going to be teaching, and I've decided I'm going to try to make it also a virtual program. So if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest area and can't physically attend one of my classes at Crescent Moon Gifts, it's likely we're going to. I'm going to be having it just because that's where my office is. So why not? <laughs> I'm looking to start in July and have a virtual program rolling out like very shortly after if not immediately after yeah I'm gonna be having that and if you guys follow me on my page I know you guys share you know my stuff all the time and thank you so much for doing that mm-hmm. you can find my page there and it's at Kano and more on Instagram I'll have stuff there I'll have stuff on my website but yeah I'm really excited to start teaching and it's kind of geared toward astrology for magic just because I don't think there's enough people speaking about that and nice. there's so many I mean like, I agree you know you look into like Buckland or you look into like all the different you know, great authors and you see the correspondences, like there's so many and I want to make it like real down to earth, like usable because there's so many things you can do to work with Saturn's energy or, you know, Mars energy or like Mm -hmm. this transit or an eclipse. And I want to make it like an actual witch's guide to astrology. That's kind of the level I'm going for, but you know, getting into every planet too. Sorry, go ahead. I think I think I can speak for Dedda when I say if we can help in any way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys are amazing. Thank you. And I want to take the class. Yeah, I would like to take the class. <laughs> I have been diving into, and am I going to remember either of their names right now? I don't know. There are two people that are credited with creating the associations of herbs to the planets, why herbs have signs. Mm-hmm. The first one I read, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then somebody else said, a different book said, oh, such and such. Didn't wait, wait a minute. And they're like 200 years apart. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The latter one, he like did all this field time outside, spent a lot of time with it, figured out what part of the body the herb affected and the planets rule certain part of the body. So that's, I'm geeking out on it. I love it. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm there. exactly I'm there like, for anything. Yeah, what I want to be doing. And my hope is that I'm going to have some physical material, too. I'm, I'm a sucker mm. for anything aesthetically gorgeous. So, like, I want oh, this stuff to look like you can put it in your book of shadows kind of, like, level. So, yeah. So that's really, it's it's aimed toward a magical, you know, influence on astrology and astrology's influence on magic. There'll be more details to come just because I'm busy mm. reserving my, my weekend times for teaching. But that's coming soon. I'm so excited. And wow. you guys 
guys are amazing. Thank you for like all the support you've given me because honestly, it's because oh, of this podcast. I'm like even confident Aww. enough to do this. So thank you. This is going to so be sweet. awesome. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So oh, are you going to be doing it once a week or once a month? It'll probably be, I'm thinking two to three times a month just with kiddo. So yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> and then again, rolling out a virtual program that you can purchase at any point and having, um, you know, have the materials and everything from anywhere. You know, I can't wait to get. So would that mean attending live, but also people can do it evergreen? Yes, exactly. What's called evergreen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So cool, cool, cool. Yep. That's the hope. And a lot of my classes awesome. that are in person, if you're in the area, I want to give transits and possibly do some mini readings during them. So Ooh. just to really make it very, you know, <laughs> punctual timing, timely yeah. to like what we're actually going through. And so, and I can't really do that as easily in a virtual sense, but for people yeah. in person, I can definitely offer even more tools for navigating. I know that I do feel very spoiled that every yeah. month you tell us our stuff. I totally on. do. I feel very spoiled. Well, you guys have me on, so I'm I'm, I'm just well. I'm just giving it back. Honestly, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. It takes me two seconds to look it up. I've got both you guys. Well, so thank you. Yeah, of course, my pleasure. Well. and I want to give the tools out there so people can do it for themselves too. <laughs> well, we better sign off. Yeah, yeah. This was really informative. It was fun. so fun. We talked at you a lot and you answered a lot of questions so thank <laughs> you hey everyone until next time be well act with intention and don't forget you are magic thank you so much for listening please if you are so inclined follow us on our socials which is twitter at bonfire babble and instagram facebook and tiktok at bonfire babble podcast you can also follow us or join us on patreon at bonfire babble witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.